Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens. I am excited to talk to you today with Amber. Amber Inkland, and she is with Inkland Insurance in Arizona. But you know what? She is amazing. I have seen her at the Better Agency Conference, at Innovation Conference. She has a great mom. She is all over the place. If you follow her on Instagram, Facebook, social media, she comes and she brings it every single day to what it is that she does with her work, with her personal life, and everywhere that she is making a difference today. So Amber, welcome. I'm excited to have you today on the podcast. Thanks so much, Teresa. And I will say that that introduction just fluffed my feathers a little bit. So thank you. I'm here to help you fluff, honey. I love it. I love it. So uh, very honored to be here. Well, good. You know, and we've been we've been talking about this for a little while. I'm so grateful that we were able to get this scheduled. And I just fell in love with you last year at the Better Agency Conference. I just felt like we were able to really connect, talk about insurance and talk about we have a, a, a similar family journey that we're both, you know, working with parents and so forth with. Um, I mean, my mom was with State Farm for a number of years and then my dad was with Allstate. So not quite exactly the same. But you two kind of come from that family background experience in insurance, right? That makes everybody kind of roll their eyes, right? Whenever uh-huh. you grew up, you know, it was always like, well, you know, who's at fault if this happens? Um, <laughs> and my daughter and my son totally 100% call me out on that, you know, all the time. So how tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got here, kind of that process and what you're doing today. Okay, so I'll try and keep it real short and simple so um, people don't fall asleep. <laughs> um, but as a lot of um, you know, I'm fourth generation insurance agent. My grandfather owned an agency. My grandmother then took it over. My mom is one of five girls. At And at one time, all of my aunts, including my mom, worked in the agency. Um, my grandmother to this day still works, um, is the best in sales producer you will ever meet that woman doesn't sell a damn policy. She, the people want to buy from her. So um, she definitely is a legend in my- That is goals right there. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, uh, and then, you know, nights and weekends worked in the agency um, as a kid and a teenager, thought it was the most horrific thing. Uh, You know, who wants to paper file and answer phones and, you know, file claims for people. So- um, had big aspirations of um, being a fashion designer and, you know, traveling the world and doing all these things um, to make a very long story short. And on that end, um, went to college, tried several different majors at the end, um, did try to be a fashion designer, um, failed miserably, paid for a degree I never got. Uh, <laughs> and at that point, my mom said, hey, why don't you get your insurance license and you can pay back that, those student loans, um, make a good levy, and then decide what you want to do. Um, that was 17 years ago. And um, here you are. And here I am <laughs> in several agencies, um, yeah. but always knew that I wanted um, to be a business owner. Um, never really saw myself being an agency owner. Um, but once I got into the business, realized I'm good at what I do. Um, and so how could I 
um, become an agency owner, but but more than that, um, be passionate about it and yeah. and make this my lifelong career. Um, so once I found what that was, um, I then approached my mom and said, hey, let's open an agency. Um, got a lot of pushback from her for about two years. One day, just I was fed up, um, wanted to do it, said, hey, are you in? Are you out? And I told her exactly like that. Um, she said she was in. And uh, 30 days later, we started an agency from scratch. And that was um, coming up on six years ago. Nice. Nice. So, so tell me, is, was your family independent? Were they captive? Um, what kind of was your family background as far as the insurance process went? Independent, uh, okay. all, all of the agencies. Yep. So that is my background. Perfect. So that's what I know best. <laughs> I love it. But insurance is kind of like that. Um, I hate to use this word, but it's kind of like that vortex, right? That you kind of get into and you don't get out. <laughs> when people get in, they so just stay there forever, right? Because there's mm -hmm. so many different things to do. Like you mentioned, um, there's claims, there's sales, there's service, there's, you know, there's carrier type situations, there's tech these days. And people can kind of find what sets their soul on fire somewhere in the insurance industry overall. So I love the fact that you took your entrepreneurial spirit and combined it with that insurance piece. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you approach that process to find where you really can do the things on a day-to-day -day basis to set your soul on fire, right? How do you, how did you kind of get to the point where you said, hey, I want to go on out there and uh, own a business or own an agency rather than sell for another agency, rather than maybe go into corporate or go into claims or something? How was your journey and um, for you to be able to find what you're really passionate about? You know, in all honesty, Teresa, that was a little bit tough for me um, because I felt lost at, for a little while, not really knowing um, how to go about that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, what I can say I did is I did a lot of soul searching. I, I mean, I read books. I listened to podcasts. I really, I had to dig deep to, to figure out what it was that I really enjoyed in life and how could I apply that in business, period. Um, and then, and then even dig that down a little bit deeper and, okay, how do I apply that to the insurance industry? Yeah. And so for me, you know, it's really, it's people, it's relationships, it's leadership. Um, growing up, I didn't have, I mean, I had some great women and figures in my life. Um, but I think in, in terms of leadership, um, and that type of role, I, I really didn't have that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that is something within me that I, um, it, it drives me. And so I, I want to create um, that in my agency. And um, like we talked about a little bit more, sorry, I'm kind of, um, you know, going off track a little bit. But um, in terms of my agency, you know, we're primarily commercial and um, business owners to me, um, I have so much respect for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're driven, they are passionate, they are all these things. And if I can lead and train a team like that, to then go out into the community, and better the community and be a part of the community, be advocates for those business owners, that, to me, is what makes me happy. Yeah, making a difference in the lives of other business owners in your area. I love it. Mm -hmm. So when you decided to go into commercial, um, how what was that journey for you? Because why commercial? Um, and for a woman in commercial, how have you been received? Because I think sometimes um, 
a lot of businesses are run by men. And how do they receive you as a commercial insurance professional? Um, are you welcome with open arms? Um, yes, no. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, it was very simple how I got into commercial. Um, my mom told me, um, don't stay in first line. You go to commercial. That's, um, she, obviously, she knows my personality. So she knows that um, personal lines for me is um, a little too routine and mundane. Right. Um, so she just said, you go into commercial, number one, you're going to thrive there. And number two, you're going to make more money. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why and how I did it. Um, but I will say um, the journey in commercial has not been easy. Um, I'd say it's about 50-50. When I first started 17 years ago, it was a little bit tougher because obviously I was much younger, um, female and a male-dominated you know, industry. So I had to fight. I had to fight for what I wanted. I had to fight for the respect. Um, and of course, there was days I went home crying. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get back up, you dust yourself off and you keep going um, there. Um, and now I've learned that I only work with clients and people that respect me mm -hmm. um, as a person, as a professional and as a woman. And I mean, you still come across and I still come across those those men that you know, you know, are a little chauvinistic and have their opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, 90% um, of the time, they're going to work with me because they know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So what do you do to show them that you know what you're talking about? So how do you set yourself apart from the the other like next insurance or the the online experiences or the people who want to come on in and just be able to make a quick buck and be able to maybe discount uh, coverages and so forth mm -hmm. how do you engage with them in a way in which makes you stand out um number one we're big on education we educate our clients um i definitely don't want to work with somebody who is just um looking for the cheapest policy. Um, obviously, we all come across them. Um, and we just really do our best to educate them because no two businesses are like, I don't right. care if I have two CPAs, they are completely different in, in, in a sense of what they're doing and what kind of coverages they may or may not need depending on what they're doing. So for us, a, a huge part of that is education. Um, and it's not just educating our clients. It's, you know, I try to put out on my social media. And when I do networking events, I give that information out to people as a whole um, because it's important because nobody ever really talks about those things. So I think that's the biggest um, way that myself and our agency sets ourselves apart. Um, number two, as time goes on, it has gone on, I have had to realize that I have to be myself. Yeah. Um, I can't be like the, uh, you, you know, the farmer's agent next to me or the other independent agency down the street. Yeah. I have to be true to who I am, my personality, and there are going to be people going to be people who love me and want to work with me all day long. And there are going to be people that don't. And that's and I had to come to terms with that's okay. <laughs> so being myself. Oh, it, it's so hard, you know, because uh, it's hard to take it, not take it personal. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when you find, you know, your people, it it makes it all worth it. Totally. Totally. And um, I think, too, that's a maturation process in a career is to be mm -hmm. able to say everybody's not my person. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even like because <clears throat> we think about just life in general. Right. When we're in junior high, we want everybody to love us. Right. We want to live the Instagram life or whatever. I mean, there wasn't Instagram when I was a kid, but, you know, we all want to live that that perfect life. We want to have the perfect 
hair, makeup, high school, right? We want to be the cool kids. We want to whatever, but we have to find the people that match our soul, right? That are our tribe, that are our people. And I think that we need to make sure, I think we think that when we get older, that all that's going to go away and that we are going to, this just, life's going to just level off and everybody's just doing their thing. And it's just, everybody's going to love each other. And it just doesn't work that way. It's still very much, you got to find your people. I mean, there are certain people that I just can't hold a conversation with because Mm -hmm. they, for whatever reason, we just have different ideals. We have different concepts. We have different goals. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I love that you are saying that you work with people who match you because you have come to that point in time in your career where you know and understand that that's really what keeps a client, what makes a great client and what makes you happy at the end of the day. Super important. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I agree with you. It, you know, we think as we get older, you know, we care less and what other people's opinions and, and, you know, those things don't matter, but it's not true. Um, You know, we still care. It still matters. Um, And for me, it's a daily practice. Uh, You know, I do a lot of um, journaling and affirmations and just self positive self-talk because we all can, you know, we can revert back to that teenage, (laughs) teenager. Um, But yeah, so definitely coming to terms with, um, you know, I am worthy and I am and good as I am. And, you know, the right people will find me. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about your growing this agency. So you've had your agency now for six years. What have been some of those challenges that you've encountered in that process? Um, and how have you been able to overcome them? Oh, okay. So there's been obviously um, a long list of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, how right? long do we have? I don't know. <laughs> um, but Starting out, we started from scratch with not one client, not one single yeah. client. So that in itself uh, was a huge struggle. Um, number two, I'd say um, we got involved with the aggregator um, um, that I won't name names, but it um, they basically tied our hands behind our back for the first three years that we were running our agency. Um, and we probably could have sold probably I'd say at least 50 to 60% more of what we did in the first three years. Wow. Okay. Um, and then getting out of the aggregate, you know, our contracts with them, um, that set us back quite a bit. We lost our entire, entire um, Mercury personal lines, commercial and our progressive personal book. Wow. Um, and you were in California at that point, right? Because I know yes. Mercury specifically is really, really big out in California. Yes. Very competitive. And so that book itself was probably close to half a million. Wow. Um, so we, you know, so getting out of that, that was a huge challenge. Losing um, those books of business was a huge challenge, a huge cost. Um, so those were some big challenges. But, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Um, we were confident in, you know, sales. We were confident yep. in what we knew about commercials. So we found an aggregator that, because at this point we had no choice, um, again, because we were scratch, we just didn't have the premium, we couldn't commit to the premium um, that these carriers wanted. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we just got back to grinding um, and we've done pretty well. Um, we really like our new aggregator. If we have to have one, we like them. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, right. Um, and then I think the biggest thing for us is that um, we got rid of our, our office location. 
Um, that was very hard um, for my mom, who's my business partner, um, because, you know, she comes from the old school where you have yep. to have, a, you know, store, you know, um, brick and mortar. Yep. Um, so As that, they say, you have to have your shingle out, right? That's exactly. What you have your shingle. <laughs> um, so a challenge there was just convincing her that, you know, we were going to be okay if we, we went remote. Um so I convinced her. We got rid of our agency three years. Uh, not, well, yeah, just shy of three years ago um, before COVID hit. Um, bless, biggest blessing in disguise. It's really um, helped us to um, grow um, continuously and not get stuck um, with those overhead expenses and things like yeah. that. So, I so do you, do, you, do you feel like that makes any... Um, a lot of people feel like if they don't have a physical location, that they're not going to be seen as legit or as professional or as um, like people won't give them, they won't, people won't let you write their business because you're mm-hmm. not a, a real agency or something. I have found that people don't want to come to my office. I mean, they really, really don't. And especially commercial, they want you to go to them because they're busy. They're doing stuff. They want you at their desk. They want to sign your paperwork and they want you out the door. I have not found that anybody wants to come to my offices and um, we do work from home a lot, but we have an office technically. Um, I'm not there very often, but how have you find, have you found that that's made any real impact as do you know your clients even know you don't have a physical office? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified so most of them have no idea um right. in the three years we've gone remote two commercial clients have asked us to come into the office sign paperwork work i explained to them that we do everything digitally they had no issue um so i, I think people are adapting to technology and the climate of mm-hmm. you know where we're at um so and again uh, we deal with busy business owners, people who don't want to take the time to come in. Um, and let's just say they did. Maybe those aren't the people that I need to work with right, right. now. Right? right. And it's not to say that we'll never have another location. But now, especially at works, um, it gave me the confidence um, in being remote. It gave me the confidence to now move from California to Arizona and start a new team here. And um, but yes, so. I really think that it set me up and has given me the confidence to, you know, move to Arizona um, without my mom, my business partner, um, and start a new team out here and really build um, and grow the agency, really. Right. And I love the fact that you're growing the agency that you want, right? You're not growing an agency that's kind of cookie cutter that everybody else does that maybe is, you know, what everybody else would recommend for you to do. You are building the business that suits your lifestyle and suits your way of being able to do business. And I think that's really important not to get stuck in the idea of how it's always been done. Right. And it's, it's tough sometimes because, you know, you see everyone else doing all these great things and their suggestions, their ideas, um, which are all great. Um, but 
you know, I have to really just kind of go with my gut. Cause for a long time I did, I was like, Oh, I have to do this because so-and-so is doing this. I have to. And it just, um, it didn't work for me. And now I'd say, um, I do have a smaller team, but we're happy we're growing. Um, and things are being done the way that, um, are conducive to, to us and our lifestyle. I love it. I love it. And you're probably attracting the better clients that you want too, because your, your model is conducive for them specifically. So they're, they are the ones that you really want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's nice to see that all come into fruition. Now, you know, the first few years you're, you start, you know, you doubt yourself and all these, you know, what am I doing? It is it going to be right? You know, because you plant your seed and it takes time for that to grow, but we're seeing, um, you know, those flowers blooming now, finally. So. So your mom's still in California. And so you guys are working not only from home, but you're working in different locations, different spaces. So that has its own challenge as well. Oh, it does. Um, I love my mom, but she's a little technology challenge. <laughs> um, so that in itself has been very challenging. Um, but for the most part, it's been good. Um, but it does come with some challenges. But it, but it's nice to know that, um, you know, also in starting the business with my mother, you know, she's a rock star. Uh, she is a lady that reads insurance policies for fun. Um, she <laughs> and I just I'm like, right. I'm like, what is wrong with you? But insanely knowledgeable. Um, but part of that was almost a crutch for me for a while because mm-hmm. I felt like, well, I, I can't do it without her. I, I need her and I have to have her and don't get me wrong. I love her. And, um, she's a great partner and you know, I, we, we've done this together, but knowing that if I need to, and when it's time for her to transition into retirement, I am absolutely capable of doing it myself. Yes. Um, that's been huge for me. That is awesome. That is amazing. And I love that she's passed that on to you too. So, um, cause you know, I mean, because this will, this will probably actually publish in May and we're recording today, um, February 24th. So, um, I, I'm in the process of working with my daughter to be able to bring her on. And I love the fact of the legacy concept that we can pass along that joy of insurance, but then also the, the, the security that insurance gives and that your mother has breathed into you that powerful woman type situation so that, so that you can have exactly what you want. And that is exactly this agency then and business ownership and pouring into your local community with business owners. And I think that that's what a great legacy for her. I think that's awesome. <laughs> it is. And um, like we discussed, you know, prior to the podcast, I think it's so great that your daughter's joining and it's, it, it really is. It's huge. It's a legacy. And, you know, your daughter will learn so much more from you more than just insurance. You know, it will be you know, like, like, you said, bad to- too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I mean, come on. <laughs> drink, you know, lots of skills, life skills, right? <laughs> right. How to survive insurance. Right. Drink. Yes, that's exactly what I do. How to survive insurance. That mm-hmm. is hilarious. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about, um, kind of your education journey. So where do you feel like you've been able to bring in that value? How did you find your, because I know you said earlier that you really want to make sure you bring that value to your clients, right? That you teach, Mm -hmm. you take an education standpoint. 
Where does someone start with all that? How do you, because every business is a little bit different. How do you focus what you give your clients by resources and education? And how do you reach out to them to be able to do that? I mean, email, you know, how do you, how do you pour into your community and your, and your clients? Um, I would say right now, a lot of it is um, when I'm on the phone with them, when we're doing renewal reviews or even just new clients, um, we set the um, we set it up in a, in a way that we are very upfront and transparent about how we do business, you mm-hmm. know, um, and part of that is telling them, you know, we want to provide value to you. So we are going to tell you and give you information that's going to better your business now and in the future. Um, because especially new business owners, uh, you know, they're just thinking of the now, um, what do they now need now to get that certificate or to, right. you know, to get that job. Um, but they're not really thinking or budgeting or have it in their business plans. You know, they may have one employee today, but three months from now, they're planning on hiring three or four. But even so in that how, process, they don't think about their insurance and that their insurance exa- would change. Exactly. Because in their mind, they're thinking, I have this much business and I need this many people and I need to train these people and I need to buy this truck so that this person can get to that location. And But they're not thinking, do my needs change during that process? Right. Yeah. And so, and that's where we come in, you know, so we set that up and say, hey, look, this is, this is our job. This is, we want to take this off of your plate. So mm-hmm. let us give you this information. Let us guide you. Um, let's make this process simpler for you. Um, and that's really kind of how we set it up. And so they appreciate it. When when your clients feel like, number one, you're providing them value, but two, you're simplifying the process and you are guiding them, ha- handholding them so they don't have as much to do. Um, they are extremely grateful and um, they will be life, hopefully lifelong you know, clients. Yeah. Um, so that's where a lot of that education comes from. So we kind of just, we want to know where you're at now, where you're projecting yourself in the next year, two, three, four, five years. And then that's how, how we approach it. Um, also in, you know, again, in the reviews, what's changed, what's going on, um, why you may need this way, why you may not, um, also, um, in emails, you know, we, we send things out here and there. Um, and a lot of it I do just um, in my networking, on my social media, because even if you're not my client, I feel like um, people are so um, naive to insurance and yeah. not by in, not, not to, by any fault of their own. It's just, yeah. um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think in high school, <laughs> personally, um, people, kids should be taught about insurance, about, um, you know, finances, credit scores, things that really impact them as adults, as business owners and um, those things. So um, if I can provide that to people who aren't even my client, I, it's good. And I've gotten a lot of great feedback. Um, You know, you don't know what you don't know. And it really helps these people. So I try to actively do that on social media as well. And, and again, in my networking. I love it. I love it. Because insurance is something, one of those, one of those things that you don't know what it is until you need it. And then all of a sudden you learn about it. Even then you only learn certain pieces of it, right? Which really come down to whether or not they write you a check or not. That's really what a lot of people, they learn, oh, well, that's not a coverage, right? That's not something, or we could have added that in, but that would have been an extra, um, you know, $15. Oh, well now I just took a 
hit of $10,000 on my business property or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but until they really sit down and either someone explains it or they have a loss, that's when people learn about insurance. And, um, unfortunately that's, that's, that's a very difficult time to learn about insurance. It is. And so it's just our mission really to try to provide as much information prior um, to those losses happening. You know, losses are inevitable, but, um, you know, if people feel like they, you know, they're in the right hands and they have the education and the general knowledge that they need to really Mm -hmm. get through it, um, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your what is one of your favorite things that you've learned over the last six years that you feel like is invaluable for your business? Oh, God. I'm throwing this out there for you. So listeners, I'm just telling you, I'm throwing her for a curveball <laughs> right now. So this is not necessarily something we talked about before or that I prepared her for. But I right. think that when people go into business or they go into um a niche or whatever, there are always things we don't know, right? There's always mm-hmm. things that we have to kind of figure out. I always call mm-hmm. it, you know, feeling around in a dark room, trying to figure out where the where <laughs> where it is that I'm trying to go, right? Right. So when we get to those moments and um how how have you plugged through and what what has helped you through that uh, through maybe a, a difficult challenge or um how have you approached your your personal growth through that? Right. Um I mean I think the biggest thing is resilience. Um mm-hmm. uh it, it, as a whole, being a business owner, um, it is, it is, it is tough. (laughs) Um, it is not for the faint of heart. And I have, um, I guess the biggest lesson is I've learned how to, um, be adaptable. Um, things are not always going to go as planned and there are going to be some real shitty days. Um, but it's like, okay, how do we pick ourselves up again? How do we, you learn from those quote unquote failures. And I don't even believe in the word failure. Um, I believe there's lessons learned, right? Yeah. yeah. And if how- you still learn something even in that time. And I mm-hmm. always I always tell people maybe that wasn't for you anyway. Maybe it's not that you failed. Maybe right. it failed you. Maybe that wasn't your thing. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be your office manager. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be your client. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be yours, whatever it is. And it just, it was just, you know, the world universe telling you that that was just not where you needed to be. It's, it's not about a failure. Right. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, but I think a lot of, a lot of people are quick to quit, uh, quick to take things personal, um, you know, and just really not see the lessons and, and keep going. I think the, the biggest thing I've learned, you know, like I said, resilience to keep, get up and keep going, keep trying, um, not giving up, um, because you know, you're going to find that light, you know, at the end of the tunnel that, you know, gold pot at the end of the rainbow, whatever, you know, however you want to term it, you know, there's always going to be ebbs and flows in business. Right. But, um, you know, just, I think in general, in life, um, people, um, you know, to need to get some toughness, get a little tougher skin. Um, and especially if you're a business owner. And so that's what I've learned, um, just to really keep plugging along and adapt and bob and weave and whatever it is I need to do, you know, I can cry. Um, but a half an hour later, I'm, you know, got my heels on and I'm pounding the pavement again. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. And it is that, that don't quit attitude and that tenacity, I think that, um, we have to remember that, you know, I mean, and we have to accept the fact that 
sales and business ownership is hard. And mm-hmm. if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. I mean, well, that's it. You know, and, and it's the people that make it and the people that make it work and the people that keep on keeping on that make this, make this process a success. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, you know what, if somebody wants to reach out to you, talk about your journey, talk about commercial insurance, talk about who you are, maybe remote, remote offices, whatever it might be, how would you like for somebody to reach out to you? No, I would, I would absolutely love, um, if anybody has questions or wants to just bounce ideas off me, best way to reach me, um, you, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Amber underscore inclan, I N C L A N underscore insurance. Uh, they can also email me Amber at inclan insurance.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Amber Pion inclan, <laughs> By the way, ladies, if you haven't hyphenated, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is your name hyphenated or like, like in life so, is it hyphenated or? So Pion Inclan. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, on Facebook. It, yeah, it's it's hyphenated. I thought I was hanging on to, you know, you know, my independence, which yeah. was great. Um, but, you know, when it comes to everything else, it's just a hassle. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I, I welcome anyone to please reach out to me. Um, if you have commercial questions, remote agency questions, um, just, you know, how to take over the world, you know, yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. Ladies. Gotta be, do gotta it. be a badass woman. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and being able to share your, your mojo with all the women out there in the world. I just think it's awesome. And I do look forward to seeing you again. I know that, um, I will be at innovation this year, which mm-hmm. is in October and, um, uh, I will not be at a better agency, but I will be at innovation. So I look forward to seeing you again. Yes. Soon. I can't wait. We'll definitely have to get together and and hang. We will. Well, everybody, this has been another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We are honored to be able to talk to another amazing woman every single Wednesday. So make sure you check us out on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your your local um, options for all your podcasts. And make sure you give us a review. Um, Right now, you know, Apple iTunes is the place to be able to give reviews, but it helps us to be able to reach out to more people. Share the podcast, share the message, share the love, and encourage other women out there in the insurance space to go on out there and reach that brass ring. Everybody, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences. 
on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.